0: The review of last week's recipe, Saucy Buddha Bowls. Plus, we're going to wrap up our easy to make, tasty man meals you can eat all week series. We're going to find out the favorite recipe and some kitchen takeaways. This is Who Cares About Men's Health, providing information, inspiration, and a different interpretation about men's health. I'm Scott Singpill, the host, and from the scoperadio.com and the MD to my BS, it's Dr. Troy Madsen. Hello. And the guy who is learning healthy isn't always just a pile of vegetables. Producer Mitch is in the mix. Hey there. And uh, both of our guests today from the Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology at University of Utah's College of Health. First, we got nutritionist and spice wimp Thunder Jalili. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> and registered dietitian and culinary coach Teresa D. Hello, hello. I don't have anything to say about you because you're just the, you're the most solid person on this whole podcast series so far. So.
1: <laughs> I was just saying, Scott, you got it. Gotta, you got to refer to Teresa as TD. TD? I know you, I know that has no meaning to you as as not being a sports fan but uh, you like TV do like TV yeah. yeah TD, hey, TD's, in TD, TD in <laughs> TD's in the house we got TD here
2: TD in the house TD's <laughs> in the house I can do it I can I can hang I've spent my time on a sideline <laughs>
0: Last week's recipe was saucy buddha bowls unfortunately Troy uh, got super busy wasn't able to participate I was out for a week and didn't realize how much that was going to impact my participation, so I'm feeling pretty bad. But we did have Mitch and Thunder make those, so we're going to find out more about the Saucy Buddha Bowls. Plus, also, since this is the last episode of our um, healthy-to-eat-man meals, we're going to do some reflections. It's kind of like graduation, as Troy said last week. It's going to you know reflect on our favorite recipes. And then also, what did we learn out of this experience? And then is going to wrap it up with, where can we find more recipes? Because we're not always going to have... Our, uh, you know, culinary coach TD in the place to be on the Who Cares About Ben's Health podcast E. (laughs) <laughs> so you got to go out and do this on your own sometimes. So, and I think boat.
1: Scott, since, since it's a graduation week, we have to pick a valedictorian and clearly oh. it's not you or me. So <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> It's going to be a tight competition between Mitch and Thunder.
0: I don't know. It could be you. It could be you. And I like your idea. <laughs> you valedictorian. We'll figure yeah, out who that valedictorian. is. Valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, at very least you'll get most improved, I think, but we'll find out. So yeah, I,
1: I started pretty low. So the fact that I actually <laughs> cooked something is you
2: know. <laughs> more than just adding water.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. I learned, that was my lesson. I learned that you don't just have to add water. Yeah,
0: Saucy Buddha bowls. Thunder, let's start with you. Tell us about this. I'm This one looked really intriguing to me, so I'm bummed I wasn't able to make it. So tell us a little bit about this from your perspective.
3: Yeah. So um, this was a kind of meal that's like right in my wheelhouse in terms of like what I like. Um, the prep took a little longer than I thought, but that was because I decided to add my crispy tofu to it again. I thought that would be a good addition. So that took more time. Um, and then the other thing I did, there was a little different and it was kind of out of convenience as I served it with rice instead of the uh, quinoa. And I did it that way because my parents were coming over and they're super old school. I think if I would have given them quinoa, they just would have rebelled. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, would parental, yeah, what would a parental rebellion look like? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably like yeah. my dad's response
1: to the uh, the salad we made last right. week. Uh, yeah, just yeah. you know,
3: yeah, n- not yeah. not so, maybe flat out just refusing, but just kind of like yeah. My logic was that my my parents really like white rice, but sometimes if there's like a lot of you know crazy vegetable combinations, they they get a little nervous. So I was thinking if I have the white rice, that's like their zone of comfort, and they'll take whatever I put on top of it.
2: Just like you do with the toddler, right?
3: Yeah, new exactly. Food introductions. Yes, Start with something yeah. food bearing, some
2: something familiar with something new. Yeah,
3: it's full circle. So yeah. um, it, turned out, it turned out great. I thought it was delicious. My wife loved it. My sister loved it. Um, my dad said it was pretty good. And my mom said she's really not that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they were polite about it. Yeah, at least they're polite about it. So, <laughs> What sauce did you go with? I went with the uh, spicy sauce. I can't remember the name off the, the top of my The tahini
2: one but- or the other one? No, no,
3: the the spicier one. And, yeah. and um, I actually didn't have any serious hot sauce in the house. I No surprise there, you know, given my background <laughs> of aversion to spice. But So what I did is I actually put some of the red uh, chili paste from the Thai recipe we did in week one. Mm. Oh! I put some of that in it and mixed it up, and it actually turned out amazing. And I think wow. that was like the high point of the meal. Like I feel like I can put that sauce on anything and make it Asian.
2: Awesome! <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about this particular sauce recipe as well. Is that it really could go on anything? So you know, maybe you should have just served mom's sauce and rice.
3: Yeah, that, that, would, that would have been a good one. Um, that's an accepted move to have sauce and rice. So, but yeah, but it was good. Everybody did like the sauce, even if they weren't wild about all the veggie combination. So, um, yeah. So I think I think I think, it, I think it was a win. Did anyone get seconds? Besides me, my sister got seconds. Okay. Bless her. Um, <laughs> well, you know, my, my little nephew had a good quote. He's eleven. He said, "I." I liked everything yeah. in it. I said, really? Well, I said, um, what didn't you like? He said, well, I liked the rice and the egg. I didn't like anything else.
0: <laughs> <No. laughs> so, okay. so He's he trying to, to be nice. That. Yeah. Well, we'll find out if this made thunder's top, uh, meal or not coming up. Uh, let's go to Mitch. How did, uh, the spicy or excuse me, the saucy Buddha bowls work for you?
4: Well, I'm going to start. Let's talk about the sauces for two seconds. I made both, uh, fantastic i think that especially the fact that there there is so much spice and flavor to them like it really made the the dish really tasty right so it wasn't just roasted vegetables but just a little bit of that sauce could go a really long way and that was really kind of cool and i mixed them up a little bit that was kind of fun so the thing i tried this week was um thunder last week had mentioned hey you could make it easier if you just got frozen veg right and uh I live in a household where someone told me that, like, that's cheating. And I was like, excuse me, like, whatever makes this work better, right? So sure enough, I grabbed uh, frozen cauliflower, frozen sweet potatoes, some pre-prepared some of the um, zucchini. They had them all sliced up already in the grocery store. And it wasn't that much more expensive, if at all, right? I didn't do the full price uh, pricing out of everything, but... To be able to just come home and like maybe cut an onion and throw everything together and be able to get this done in like the 10 minutes it took for the couscous to cook and the 20 minutes it took to roast everything like that was worth it to me. That is something that I will I will never forget because it's just like sometimes eating healthy seems to take a lot of work, a lot of chopping, a lot of whatever, when you could literally just go to the local fast food place and someone will hand you a fully prepared meal. Right. So. That was, that was my big kind of breakthrough this week. It was delicious. Absolutely loved it. Tried out the frozen stuff and the bags were big enough. I have enough to do this again next week.
3: Oh, that's excellent. I think awesome. that's one of the wins of all this is that at least, you know, we now know we can turn to the frozen vegetable section oh. that makes our prep time, you know, less and you know maybe that won't be the barrier anymore to to not wanting to cook at home because you eliminate a lot of that chopping and cutting and so forth
4: and and i have no problem with the chopping i'm comfortable chopping but it was just like hey i just cut my entire prep time <laughs> in in half or so it was good it was really good
0: yeah i think anything you can do to make these recipes more simple is a great idea whether it's uh you go for the frozen vegetables and use those instead of doing all the chopping or or get the even the fresh vegetables uh, that a lot of grocery stores carry. That have already been pre-chopped for you, that you can buy. That that's a great idea that you had there, Mitch. To cut your prep time. Um, by the way, what sauce did you end up using? I did both of them. Oh, over yeah. at Eber, huh? and then
4: you then you mix them up a little, and so you get a little bit of the tahini, oh. a little bit of the goku chan and it's way good. Is it? Is that a legal move?
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no flags on that. Plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> PD says no scissors, penalty. No flag. <laughs> no flags on the plate I love it nice all right time for some reflections on this whole process so um we're just gonna go around the room here first of all um why don't you go ahead and tell us your favorite recipe and then follow up with going through this process what did you learn how did you change what's different do you think you're gonna continue to do this let's start with Troy
1: well Scott this was definitely a growing experience for me you know I came into this as we talked about having had experience making pancakes <laughs> and that's been my idea of cooking. <laughs> If it requires more than three or four ingredients, I'm not doing it. Um, so it was a stretch. And that first week, I I seriously had doubts if I was going to continue. And I really wanted to make the Buddha bowls. Things were just crazy this week, and I wasn't able to do it. But um, the biggest thing, number one recipe for me was spaghetti squash. Absolutely loved it. It was easy to make. And I could think of many variations with that. That is definitely a keeper. And Laura, my wife, has even been asking me like, hey, when are you going to make spaghetti squash again? <laughs> uh, you <yes. laughs> know like, you've succeeded. Yeah, when you have someone actually – that's why I thunder if anyone went back for seconds. I knew my sister-in-law liked the salad because she got seconds. The others were kind of like, yeah, I liked it. And some were like, I didn't. The biggest lesson I learned, I think – um, Well, number one, I learned how to use an oven for something other than pizza, which was a definite learning experience. And just the just trying to figure out where stuff is in the store that was intimidating. But I feel like I've got a good sense of where to find things. And, you know, I I feel like now I can start to look at more of these recipes and just, you know, try some out. Maybe not every week,
0: maybe it's every other week, but I would like to continue to do it. Hey, Mitch, how did it, how did it turn out for you? Favorite recipe and reflections?
4: So my favorite was definitely the Buddha bowls. So um, in the past, my partner and I have tried eating healthier, uh, getting in shape, etc. And it seems to always, always, always end up being chicken Iceberg and peas.
2: Iceberg salads? <laughs> no,
4: yes, something along those lines, right? It's chicken and peas. Uh, So just like a plain roasted chicken breast, maybe boiled chicken breast sitting next to like a bunch of frozen peas or you know, a, a chicken breast and a bunch of we did the uh, if it fits your macros for a while. And that felt really strange. You know, you're just your every little thing is a calculation and whatever. And that in the past has been my primary relationship with quote unquote, healthy eating. And so the thing that really was meaningful for this week and why I really, really liked the... Or this this whole experience and why I really, really liked the bootables, was it was meal prep that was, like, tasty and fun and there were carbs in it, but it was still delicious and the recipes were things that I enjoyed eating and things I would try again and there was new things and it was exciting. It wasn't just the same measured caloric intake three times a day and... So that was the big takeaway for me is that I feel like I have, you know, I've cooked before, you know, Troy, you know, learned so much, so much in this thing. But for me, I have some ingredients. I have some ideas. I have some, you know, tried and true nutritious recipes that I can add into my arsenal that I really think is going to help me make healthy choices that I actually enjoy eating.
0: I want to run a comparison here, Teresa. Um, Mitch's understanding of what was healthy versus his new understanding of what is healthy you know the boiled chicken breast next to the peas oh so plain yeah versus some of the recipes yeah like right some sort of sauce right once um so so i mean are these recipes just as nutritious as what mitch because I mean, I could see how somebody might think, you know, being more disciplined, boiled chicken, peas, a salad would be more nutritious than some of these great things we had. So like, what is the definition of nutrition? Maybe that's where we're kind of screwed up in our heads.
2: Yeah, I think... uh Unapologetic deliciousness is where we should start. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. It should it should taste good, and it can still be healthy. And I I do I think we have a bit. We, as in uh, you know, just kind of Western cultures have a bit of a skewed sense of what healthy is. And you know, there's you don't want to point fingers, but I think the the diet industry has has kind of exploded this, right? That if you want to try and lose weight, if you want to be healthy, these this is the plan that you need to follow. And it it needs to be X, Y, and Z and nothing but. Um and and there's so much more room for choice that that it's okay and we can with a few skills that i think most of us have explored this week or these over this month these 4 weeks um we can take something from a very plain chicken breast which is healthy and peas that are healthy and make them make them taste good as well um, without adding a ton of calories and adding a ton of salt and sugar, um, which we often associate with deliciousness. Um, and so we can have both. We can be healthy and delicious and think about that color and, and combining foods and um, uh, trying new recipes and you know, going out on a limb every once in a while.
4: I just want to say I love that unapologetically delicious because it seems right because it seems like when we've done this in the past, my partner and I like, yes, we lost some weight, but I was miserable the whole time. But when you ate something delicious, you almost felt bad about it. Right. You were like, oh, no, this thing was delicious. It must be terrible for me.
2: For me. Right. Yes. And so
4: that idea of finding healthy foods that are unapologetically delicious is just that's a. I love that idea.
2: Yeah. And and. I'm very much of the the practical sense that all foods can fit in a eating plan, right? It's just, it's on a spectrum. What do we eat most of the time? And what do we eat every once in a while or in smaller portions? We, we're not going to make health changes to our bodies, um, biochemically or otherwise, in on one day, right? I am um, Sure, yeah. we can have blood sugar spikes and whatnot, but we're not going to affect our overall um, systemic inflammation or our arthritis pain yeah. or our cardiovascular disease and our cholesterol numbers on one day. But what are we doing for the long haul? And I think we have to find foods that taste really good that keep help us to continue to eat that way for the long haul and what's sustainable. Anyways, that's my soapbox.
0: <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it. Thunder, favorite recipe. And uh what did you learn? Uh
3: probably the first one actually the uh the Thai curry, because I'm kind of a sucker for curries and you know coconut milk and all that. So I like that. Um and what I learned in this process, well, well I should say of, of all of us who made the recipes, I'm going to take a guess. I'm probably the most experienced in terms of like cooking like this. Cause I've been kind of doing it for a while just cause you know, I've been influenced by Teresa and everyone else in our department for years.
2: <laughs> He's worked with a dietitian or two.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, so I have that, ex- that background, but, but what I was reminded of was a couple things. One, um, it really doesn't take as much time as you think, as long as you kind of have a little bit of a plan in where you can save time and that's something we've talked about before, like the frozen veggies and the you know prepared garlic and things like that and the other thing um that 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 this taught me is that I probably don't use enough sauces in <laughs> <Yes. I cook. laughs> you know because like like I look back on and and I do make a lot of things with vegetables you know and and so forth, but but in general, I find myself like, you know, maybe adding some seasoning salt or something like that. And and uh yeah, you know, I, I have so much more room to incorporate interesting sauces and in the stuff that I cook, even if it's just a side of vegetables, you know, instead of putting, you know, like 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 butter and salt, maybe add a little bit of a of a sauce to it, you know, as in and, and that would be probably better. So, yeah. And and one last thing, it's actually just occurred to me. Um, I think this has had a indirect influence on my daughter because she's like living on her own now. She has moved into a house and we were like, you know, when I would make one of these recipes, I, you know, text her a picture. Hey, look what I made. And she's been texting me pictures now of things that she is making at home that are kind of like these recipes. So that's been a positive thing. That's great. You've
0: influenced another individual. You're a good dad.
3: <laughs> it all comes back to Teresa. It was her recipe. <laughs> that's right.
0: Um, so, you know, I did miss that one week. I really wanted to try the, uh, this the salad, which one was the salad? What was that called specifically?
2: A zesty lentil salad.
0: Yeah. I wanted to try that cause I'm not big on lentils, but I want to try to incorporate them in my diet in a way that I can sustainably do so. So I was bummed about that. And this, these Buddha bowls sound great. And I am going to go back and try to get, grab these. So I'm a little limited, but boy, I love that red curry. I thought that red curry was great. It was easy to make. Um, and also the granola bars. How, how did not any of you say granola bars? Those things were like, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Unapologetically delicious.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I
0: love those bars also.
3: I thought they were great. Um, but you know, I was kind of thinking I should pick a meal and not a snack. Yeah, sure. That's why I went with the And the you know, curry.
0: um, quite frankly, portion control on those is a little difficult, right? Cause that's the key for that, right? Cause there's yeah. some sugar in them and they do taste good, it. but you can't eat the whole thing in one sitting, which I... <laughs> came close to doing but anyway uh, and what I learned was so I I've, I've been in the kitchen before nothing very fancy I tend to only make food for myself because my wife is a vegetarian I am not although I am moving more towards a plant-based diet over the past few um, months but I kind of enjoyed being in the kitchen for a couple of reasons one is kind of relaxing once you get past the point where Troy was where you know it's uncomfortable and you don't know what you're doing and you feel lost it's kind of like a A meditation state, right? You just kind of focus on making the food that you make. And I'm not thinking about anything else, which gives my brain a break from my daily life. And then the other thing was, it was like a gift to make food that other people could eat. Like my wife was so excited every time I made one of these meals. And then we could sit down and share a meal. And I can kind of understand when they talk about the power of food throughout history and sharing a meal together, especially one that you've made, just from an emotional standpoint, that felt really good, right? So that kind of goes to that. our domain of mental health. Yeah. So you're not only nourishing your body, but you're nourishing your your mental oh. health, your soul, whatever you want to say, right? Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, that aspect of it.
3: I always think of like, you know, when you share food with someone, prepare food and, and have it together, you're kind of giving a little bit of yourself to that person. Yeah, you know, so I, for me, that always seems to make it like special. If someone like makes something for me, or or vice versa,
0: and um, I, I think I want to hit on a theme here, so I want to kind of summarize some of the some of the other things that I've noticed. Everybody saying, if you've never made meals in a kitchen before, it kind of comes down to, in my mind to overcoming barriers, and we saw a lot of this with Troy, right? Um, not understanding the kitchen, not understanding the language of recipes, not being comfortable in the kitchen. Um, not understanding where things are in the grocery store. Like all of these barriers can make you stop and give up. But as we learned with Troy coming up on week four here, you know, making four recipes, he's feeling a lot more comfortable with that. And if that barrier stops you, that's not good. But I think that barrier has been lowered for Troy. And like Mitch, his perception that a healthy meal needs to take a lot of work or a lot of time. We kind of saw that barrier changed a little bit as well. Um, and maybe even the barriers you hate many cleaning dishes. So you know, you give a little piece of yourself by making the food, and the deal is, hey, honey, how about you clean the dishes? You know, I mean you can work you can work all <laughs> these man. things. Yeah, my you man. can work all these things out. So um, did you do that, Scott? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't mind doing dishes. Again, it's a Zen <laughs> thing for me. Like okay. for w- one moment in my day, I'm just focusing on the feel of the dish, how clean it is, you know, so I, I actually like it. I sure did. (laughs) You did? I did. I did. That's good. good. (laughs) So anyway, if you've been reluctant or you've tried stuff in the kitchen before and you feel it wasn't a success, I really encourage you to try it for a few recipes because you will get comfortable pretty quickly. Like it was pretty uncanny how Troy got comfortable pretty quickly, really you know, that first week was terrible for him. And then now by the end of this, he's feeling pretty good about it, or at least a lot more confident. So.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling better. Yeah. I won't say (laughs) I have not reached the Zen state yet, as I heard you talking about (laughs) I am definitely not at the Zen state, but I can see what you're talking about. And I think to truly enjoy cooking and to do it on a regular basis, I think you really need to at least approach that and just enjoy the process. And that's, that's, been probably the biggest challenge for me i can't say i'm at the point where i enjoy the process completely but uh, i have enjoyed the end result and so that's a start
0: yep and i know your wife has too because you know she posted about it on social media so <laughs> yeah i think she did it more to
1: maybe make fun of me a little bit but uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> her, her, her top 10 list of uh of questions i asked like um <laughs> How do you peel garlic and whatever uh, else? I, I mean, but having. that's
0: legitimate stuff. That's that's yeah. navigating the kitchen. And I mean, that's not, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, these were sincere questions. I wasn't yeah. just making stuff
0: up. These were these sincere questions. I like, how do I do this? I don't know. So, yeah. All right. So we, we're not always going to have Teresa with us. So um, if we want to proceed and go forward, where can we find some good recipes that are still fairly easy to make that you can, you know, make in mass quantities and, you know, save?
2: Yeah, sure. So there's there's a lot of thank God for the internet. There's an amazing plethora of recipes out there. The challenge sometimes is is it good? Am I going to am I going to like it? Um and and so I tend to go with recipes from more sources that have been around a while, you know, um versus kind of random, sometimes blogs can be hit or miss. If you find a good one, there's some really great ones out there. Um, there's some good apps. Yumly, Y-U-M-L-Y, Yumily, uh, is a really great app. Um, Pinterest is, I know Pinterest is often seen as this, like, woman's thing, female app, whatever. But Pinterest is actually a really great place to go for recipes because you can type in the, you know, whatever vegetable you've got in the the fridge um, that's starting to go bad and you'll come up with thousands of recipes for that fruit or vegetable or food item. Um And usually there's great pictures to go with it, and you can kind of scroll your way through. Um, If you know you're looking for things on the more plant-based and healthful side, um, EatingWell.com. They also have a magazine that you can find in your grocery store. Things like that is is a great uh, source for recipes, also. There's also uh, if you're looking for things that kind of take it up to the next notch a little bit, you're looking for some awesome new sauces, things of that sort. one of my personal favorites is Bon Appetit Magazine. Um, and they've got an awesome recipe warehouse, uh, in, on their website. Um, if you're looking for different grains and trying to incorporate different grains, Bob's Red Mill has awesome recipes as well as King Arthur. Um, and a little bit more kind of getting it. Maybe you'd like to explore baking. Um, King Arthur and Bob's Red Mill are have really great baking recipes. Also, uh, kind of hitting on the grains a little bit more. Um, so there's a lot of variety and, and it's again just trying new things. Um, and I think using friends and family is a great way to explore new recipes. So if you're at that family gathering or that, um, if we ever get back to, you know, buffets or what have you, uh, Having somebody, uh, if, you're, if you like that particular salad that they brought or that entree or what have you, um, asking for the recipe and sharing those, those recipes is, is a really great way um, to add to your list. Um, and whether you keep those recipes electronically or if you're like me and old school and like to have them written out, um, whatever kind of works for you, there's lots of great sources out there.
1: Well I'll tell you, Teresa, as I'm hearing you talk, I think I I I think you might want to consider creating either your own app or website <laughs> or both. TD's Man Meals Made Easy, something uh, like that.
2: Which you know I did. I did a quick search and you know, when you look for like a compilation of men's focused recipes, you know, it's really focused either around the grill which isn't bad. I love grilling. Um, but that's it. Right. Um, and, and they tend to be very meat centric, Mm -hmm. um, and don't incorporate a lot of vegetables. And so I think, I don't think you have to be completely vegan or, you know, or, or eliminate all meat. Um, but if we're looking at it from a health standpoint and not only health for me as a human, but health, for the planet. Um we we need to be incorporating those those plants more. And so yeah, maybe we're on to something that'll be my next career move, maybe Troy. I'll I'll give you do a it. call. <laughs> man meals. Love it TD's TG, man, man meals. Man I like it. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were given these great recipes and we kind of had to try them, right? First of all, we had a great guide in in TD and Teresa, but then we just kind of had to try them. Like I find that sometimes when I go online and start looking for recipes, I get overwhelmed and I don't know which one to pick. I don't know if it's going to be within my skill set. I don't know if it's going to be good. Like how can we choose a recipe that is within our skill set that's not going to be too incredibly difficult that's still going to be good?
2: Uh, Read through the recipe. Does it sound good? Is it can you do you understand it right are there are there words or um skills culinary skills that are being talked about that you have no idea what it is maybe you want to learn a new skill so that would be an appropriate time to to take a little bit of additional time um but sometimes it's just reading through the rest the um ingredients does this have foods that i like uh, go for it. Is it a curry? And okay, I know that I've made curries before, but this one has some different ingredients. Uh, so let's go ahead and give it a try because I know I've liked other curries, um, or things that have been, that are similar to it. Um, so sometimes it's helpful to start with something. Is there some familiarity within the recipe? Um, uh, you know, a the image speaks, you know, a picture s- says a thousand words, right? Of does it look appealing? Um, that's something that I always try to, to look for or think about when I'm putting photos, um, or taking photos to go with my recipes is to make it look appealing because if it doesn't look appealing, I probably don't want to make it. Um, sauces. Okay. I want to try some new sauces, uh, and make a small quantity first versus, making a large quantity of it. So I often find that I'll try a recipe the first time uh, per the recipe and follow the recipe. And then I'll either make changes to it or I'll discard it um, or keep it as is. And I kind of end up putting that recipe into into three stacks. Um, but I usually just try and make just one kind of batch of it first. Um, try not to make too much or... Making it and taking it to a group event where other people can eat it too uh, is a good way to test out new recipes um, that you're not quite sure of.
3: Teresa actually hit on two points that I think for me they're the main points when I look at recipes and I decide is this something I want to make or not. Uh, and this is, I guess, from my perspective as a as, as a guy who is also you know kind of you know knows how to cook a little but you know not an expert. Number one, the ingredients. The ingredients look like they taste good. That's my number one thing, and my number two thing is, do I understand how to make the dish? Like, do I understand the instructions? And if those two are a go, then I try it. If uh, one of those two are not a go, then I then I move on. So that's my personal way of of, of picking things.
0: All right, as per Troy's suggestion, uh, Teresa. Uh, let's name a valedictorian, or as any graduation goes, sometimes they name like most improved or something like that. You have some awards to give out to us guys.
2: I like it. I like it, certainly. So I think first and foremost, most ap- improved, Troy. Yeah. yeah! I mean, we went from Yay! just adding water to the pancakes to taking food. To a family event,
1: I fed the family. See, I'm basically the guy. Huge, yeah. So, so I'm the guy at graduation who started off freshman year failing out, and then I somehow got in community (laughs) college. (laughs) Hey,
0: hey, we're not knocking community college here.
1: No offense to community college. I'm just the guy who barely got in community college. Uh, So, anyway, thanks Teresa. I do appreciate that that award.
2: Right. Uh, I would say the next is most. Saucy goes to the one and only Mitch. Thank you. Right. Everything tastes better with sauce on it. Sure does. Sure thing, right? (laughs) Um, And then I would say uh, most likely to hmm, add tofu to their dish. (laughs) Thunder, thunder, Jalili. Thunder, thank you, thank you.
1: Yeah, Thunder was doing stuff with his tofu I've never heard of. So. I was like, I just threw mine in the dish. I don't know what you did, Thunder, but
3: well, the closer they taste to the potato chips, the more apt I am to eat them. <laughs> sure.
1: Good call, good call,
2: right? And uh, most hmm able to hold us all together, Oh Scott. Yeah, right? Scott. You are the butter to our bread. Hey! hey. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
1: the sticky to the rice.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> One that keeps his the train sauce going.
2: to our Buddha bowl. <laughs> Teresa
0: Dvorak, TD, as you have come to be known over the past four weeks, thank you so much for helping us out. And If you are listening to this episode and you have not heard any of our previous episodes, this was part of a series that we started out uh, over the course of four weeks. And I think a great way maybe to get started if you're intimidated by any of the things we talked about, any of those barriers, is to just go back to the first episode and try that recipe. And instead of doing the garlic and the ginger, as the recipe says, just buy the little jar of pre-made stuff, right? And then maybe next time you make it, you might want to try using fresh garlic, and figuring out how to make that work so you don't overwhelm yourself, you know, and you start learning some of those kitchen skills. And then uh, hopefully you'll get to the point that we're at where you're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable in the kitchen and you're sharing food and you're not only nourishing yourself, but you're nourishing your soul as well. So Teresa, thank you so much. This has just been such a fun thing to do.
2: This has been really great. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Yep, and Thunder.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on along with us. We sure appreciate your insight and expertise how to make this stuff easier. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. And uh, of course, Mitch and Troy, uh, thank you as always for being on the show. If you would like to participate uh, in any of these recipes, even though we're done with this series, you can go to Facebook.com slash Who Cares Men's Health. You can also find all the recipes in the show notes for this episode in the event you don't want to go back to the previous episodes and try out some of these recipes work up your kitchen skills, work up your uh, grocery shopping skills and make some great meals that you're going to love eating that are nutritious. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health.